then we start looking at revenue generation. And that's, you know, people don't consider leadership to be revenue generating, but actually that is precisely what we're trying to achieve. By better leadership, we are indirectly impacting the ability of the business to generate revenue. Who doesn't want that? That's absolutely what we all want. We want to increase that revenue. And I think that's why people don't always invest in their own leadership development, but also the development of the people that work for them. I'm Andy Jones and welcome to the Hospitality Leadership Podcast, where it is my mission to help simplify leadership in hospitality. Join me as I explore insights and concepts to help you excel in the fast-paced world of hospitality leadership, from the latest industry trends to the best practices for managing teams, driving growth, and making life much easier for you. We break things down into simple, step-by-step strategies that are actionable and help you lead your people and business with purpose. We help hospitality leaders like you balance the demands of their guests, their staff, and their bottom line. So hello, welcome back to another episode and this, the second episode in a series where we're exploring the pillars, we're going to call them pillars, that prop up your leadership and certainly in the hospitality industry, we need to make sure we master all three of the pillars to make sure we're effective leading in the workplace. And just to sum up what we spoke about last time, which was self-leadership and really where we need to think about with this is that your leadership, you can't lead your people, you can't lead your organization without leading yourself. And it's almost like you have to master the first stage before you move on to the second level and the third, so on. So we spoke about self-leadership last time and you, to be effective, you have to master your own self-leadership. So if you don't, if you didn't catch that, make sure you head back and check it out. I'll leave a, a link in the show notes to that episode. And Really, we need to, well, today we're going to be talking about how you go beyond that and start to think about how you can lead your people more effectively. So without further ado, let's get into these three strategies to help you lead your people better. So very quickly before we jump into the bulk of this episode, this podcast has grown far beyond what I ever thought it would do. And Really, that is because of you and your support and you're regularly coming back and listening. And if you've ever had any value out of our conversation or the interviews that we have or the episodes that we bring you, I'd really appreciate if you could help us out and do us a favor by leaving a rating or a review wherever you listen to your podcast. It helps us reach more people, reach a broader audience, and in turn, it allows us to bring better guests onto the podcast, deeper conversations, and it supports us to keep bringing this amazing quality content from our guests to our industry. Beyond that, if you know someone who would benefit from the podcast, another way you can help is to share the podcast with them. I really appreciate if you just grab the link from where you are, drop it into a text message, an email, a LinkedIn, whatever it is. Get If you can help us get the podcast out to more people, it really helps us to level up what we do for you. So I have to admit, this is probably the bulk of the content I produce is really around people leadership. And that is because the success of you in your business, whether you are an owner, whether you are a middle manager, or even, you know, a junior entry level position, 
you will benefit from knowing how to embrace people leadership. And ultimately, it comes down to one thing, relationships. If you can develop relationships with the people you work with, and it's one thing that baffles me is that people will invest so much in their career, in the progression within a company, but are afraid to build real relationships with people, real friendships with the people they work with. And, you know, from a business point of view, it changes the whole dynamic of what your business feels like to work in, what your team feels like to work in, if we are focused on not only reaching our goals, but doing it together as a team properly. And by building the relationships, by building connection, we can actually exponentially increase the productivity, the results we'll achieve. And as much as I know you're thinking, well, yeah, I've got to focus on the operational elements. We've got to keep the the financials where they should be. If you can focus on people development, relationships development, and connecting the people who are doing the work, all that comes at a later date. Yes, it's not an immediate result, but the results you will get will far exceed what you are achieving right now. And it's something to think about. And like I say, I could talk about people leadership all day. It's the one thing I'm really passionate about because when we get people leadership right, we make our people happy. We serve our people. We give them what they need to do their work. We empower them. And when you do that, people are more committed. They're more loyal. And certainly with younger generations coming through today, they aren't loyal to a salary. You know that already, I'd imagine. You've probably had that experience. They're loyal to a purpose and to the connection and the relationships they build in a workplace. So today, really, I'm going to share three ways of the many and numerous ways that you can enhance your people leadership. But I want to talk about some of the most effective ones. I'm going to start off with empathy. And at the heart of people leadership, you need to have that ability to be empathetic with people and to understand the emotions they're going through, the situation they are in, the perspective they are in, or sorry, the perspective what they see a situation from. It's really important for you as a leader because that's information that feeds into your decision making. And, you know, ultimately we can't afford to be focused purely on an outcome or a result or, you know, what would be the logical result. When you are leading people, we have to take in the, into account emotion. If we don't take into account emotion, you can, you know, fire as much logic and reason at people as you want. But if they're not in an emotional state to receive it, which often they aren't, and certainly in the hospitality industry, they're not or, you know, certainly under pressure, then we have to accept that people aren't going to accept our logic. They're seeing it from an emotional point of view and their emotions are so high they can't process it. So having empathy gives you insight into how you can lead your people better. And once you are able to do that, you will see a massive difference in how you relate to your people. They will see you in a different light because you come from a point of understanding, you address their needs, their concerns, and also their aspirations as well. That's another thing to 
think about when we're talking about empathy. It's not about when people are upset. It's also about considering their goals and where they want to be in six months, 12 months, whatever it may be. That's a really important part too. So if you can build your empathy, just a case of sitting and thinking, okay, where's this person coming from? What are they? What lens are they seeing this situation through? It can make a really big difference for you as a leader and ultimately build a stronger connection between you and the people you're trying to influence. The next area where you can really get some really great results is in developing and empowering your people. All too often, we hear about people who are, air quotes, delegating, and what they're actually doing is dumping work. And that's, you know, you have to empower people to do the work you give them. So if we are giving them work to do, or a task to do, we have to give them the means in order to do that task. So that might be the space to do it without you interfering or getting too involved in it. It means that you have to be there to support them when they have questions. That's a really, really important part of this. It's not a case of just dumping work on people and expecting them to be able to complete the task without your input. At the end of the day, many of these tasks that people get given or you delegate to them may be outside of their job description. They may be ultimately above their abilities slightly, which is always good because we want to stretch people a little bit. But you can't then be, you know, it's not a case of you either being fully involved in it whilst this person does it because that's, in, you know, we're bordering on micromanagement. But we can't be on the other end of the spectrum where we step right back and offer no support whatsoever. So getting that balance right is really key when it comes to delegating. But what this does, what this process of delegating and empowering people does is shows them that you trust them. It shows you that, or shows them, that you believe in their abilities. So it grows their confidence. But it also is something that is from their point of view, a development opportunity. And when we look at, you know, all the surveys that are out there now, pay is not the biggest motivator or attraction for people to go to a job. It's culture, which we're going to get onto shortly, and development opportunities. People now want to grow as human beings, as, you know, whether it's personally or professionally. And if you're able to give them that or fulfill that need... And that's ultimately what they do when they come to work for you. It's They're fulfilling a need of some sort. If you're able to meet that need, you're more likely to retain them longer term. You're going to make them happier. They're going to be more satisfied in the job. And what does that turn into? When you can have satisfied people in your workplace, then we start looking at revenue generation. And that's, you know, people don't consider leadership to be revenue generating. But actually, that is precisely what we're trying to achieve. By better leadership, we are indirectly impacting the ability of the business to generate revenue. Who doesn't want that? That's absolutely what we all want. We want to increase that revenue. And I think that's why people don't always invest in their own leadership development, but also the development of the people that work for them. So really important, if you want to be a better better people leader, you absolutely have to be developing and empowering people. It's a key part of my seven stages of hospitality leadership. 
in that we have to develop people for the future. We can't afford, even if you're as an owner and you're, you're struggling to get by, the best thing you can do is to develop someone in your team to be the manager, to be or to fulfill part of what you do when you're not able to. And that then is your key to growth. When you can get your people to do the work you're doing, you can then focus elsewhere on more revenue generation, on marketing, on the branding, on growing your business to the level you need to sustain you as, as a human being, <laughs> to allow you to, to ha own a business. And, you know, you've created a business, you then need to turn it into a business, not a job which is what a lot of people do. So if you can focus on developing and empowering your people, you take a massive step in growing that relationship with them and giving you more time to do the things that you need to do. The final part is, and I mentioned it earlier, is building that positive team culture, that environment that people walk into. Now, when it comes to culture, this is your biggest and it's your unique selling point as far as employees are concerned but it also bleeds into your unique selling point from a customer or a guest perspective as well whether you're a hotel restaurant or coffee shop this really matters culture matters more than you know a lot of people don't think it does quite matter that that to that extent but uh, you know i put it right at the top as the most important part of your business now, when we talk about culture, you know, your competitors can copy your menu, they can copy your concept, they can copy your interior design, whatever it is, most parts of your business, someone can copy and they could replicate it 100%, more or less identical. What they will not ever be able to, to copy is your culture. And this is where, when we think about culture, you know, again, we talked about revenue generation before. Another one is your culture is a massive revenue, a massive revenue generator. Put my tongue back in now. <laughs> but anyway, let's really focus on that. Could you imagine having a group of people who are motivated, are hardworking all the time, or most of the time at least, are proactive, they're independent, they think, they know because they know what they need to do imagine having a team like that and I know you're probably sitting there going I would love a team like that I know most of the people I speak to that's their response I would love to have a team like that but that's unrealistic thinking that way but my response to that is it isn't it's realistic completely realistic if you can create the culture that attracts the right people that develops the right people and encourages them and gives them the tools to deliver the amazing exceptional guest experience you need them to deliver and you know it's about creating that inclusive environment and you know it involves setting clear values you probably know especially if you've listened to this podcast for a while how passionate I am about having that clarity of values, of vision and of mission. That together is your purpose. And that's a key part of understanding what your culture either currently is or where it wants to be. And I'll explain very quickly is your culture is not the list of values that you list down as your core values. And, you know, a lot of big corporates fall into this trap. They think, oh, we've got this list of, of core values We've got a great culture. This is our culture. 
couldn't be further from the truth. Your culture is defined by the behaviours that your people demonstrate on a daily basis, at any moment in time. More often than not, when the boss is away, that's your real culture. You know, because people naturally, well, sorry, not naturally, but if they are so inclined, change their behaviour when the boss isn't around. Now, you probably relate to that when you've walked in and you've caught a staff member doing something that isn't as, or it doesn't meet the expectations that you've set, that's an indicator that your culture needs some work. But finally, this is this is all about creating a place that collectively, the three areas, the being empathetic, developing and empowering your people and creating that culture. This is all about creating an environment where people can be happy. We need them to be happy because when we've got if we've got unhappy employees, highly likely we'll end up with unhappy customers because they're not engaged. They're not motivated to meet the needs of the people who are coming in and paying good money to to experience your restaurant, your hotel, your coffee shop, whatever business you are in, in hospitality. And I can, without sounding like a broken record, we aren't selling any of the food or the coffee or the room we're selling an entire experience for people. Unhappy employees don't create a great guest experience. So your focus when it comes to people leadership is creating happy people who want to come to work, who want to be engaged with the work. And yes, we'll never get away from the fact that hospitality is hard. But ultimately, if we are able to meet the needs of our people they will be able to meet the needs of the guests no matter how hard it is or how much pressure they're under. They'll find a way because they're motivated to and they are engaged. So I hope these have helped. I hope these areas have helped. If there's anything that's unclear, reach out to us. And oh, I'd love to have your questions. And in fact, we're going to be doing a, a Q&A session very soon. So I'm inviting you right now to drop me your questions. Send your questions to hello at thecafehustle.com if you want them included in our LinkedIn Live that we're going to be doing uh, towards the end of December, hopefully when it's quietened down a bit for you. But again, replays will be available for that. But yeah, send your questions in. I'll be happy to answer them. We'll answer them in the session. Now, that being said, I'm going to move on to right now, if you allow me to talk about our Breakthrough Leadership Bootcamp. Starting in January, we're going to be running our latest leadership bootcamp, which is all about giving you the basics around self-leadership, people leadership, and organizational leadership to set you up for the best 2024 or the best year you will ever have in 2024. Imagine hitting the ground running from January, learning the skills, applying them straight away. No fluff, no bullshit. This is what we do. This is leadership that we need in our businesses. You can join us right now. You can sign up at thecafehustle.com forward slash BLB. It's only £49, which is about $62, I believe, for four weeks worth of sessions. There's live group coaching sessions thrown in there as well, as well as working as part of the community of people that are joining us. You can get all that for £49. Again, $63. How much is that to you? To learn all that 
four sessions. You commit about an hour to two hours every week. And that's the way, once you've gone through that course and apply the the fundamentals that we're going to give you, you will see a massive difference. You'll double your influence with your people. You'll double your ability to create great relationships. And you'll double your ability to create happy employees, which we've just been talking about. And if you're really serious about your personal development, we're offering a plus route, which is Bootcamp Plus, which you'll have all the benefits of the standard bootcamp. But on top of that, you will get four one-hour, one-on-one sessions with me as your coach to really help you nail down the difficulties and the real-life challenges you're experiencing in your workplace for over 50% off our normal rate. So normally for a month's worth of coaching, one-on-one with me, you'd be paying £660 for the month, which I think works out at about $800 in that sort of region. You're going to get that for £297 on top of the value you're going to get from the you know the boot camp content you'll have them coaching sessions you'll also have or you'll also be involved in a three-month mastermind group so we'll be bringing you together over three months with other leaders in our industry bringing you together and working through challenges and problems together and getting different people's perspective it's so much so much power in a mastermind group again that value is worth 1500 pounds and you're getting that all included in that 297 pounds that it costs to sign up to bootcamp plus the total value is or is in excess of 2100 pounds that you're getting for 297 pounds so head over to the cafehustle.com forward slash blb right now and reserve your spot and i can't wait to welcome you in there until then Thank you so much. I appreciate you spending this 20 plus minutes with me talking about how you can improve your life. And I hope it's made a difference for you. But until next time, thank you for joining me. And this has been the Hospitality Leadership Podcast.